Um, so we're just going to get into an NYC message. If you could put up a video. Um, I've got a video of my favourite, one minute snippet of my favourite movie when I was a child. Um, and it's probably still my favourite movie. And it's called Finding Nemo. <laughs> we're just going to get that up. How's the graphics? Oh, that's all right. Let's see if the sound works. You see that filter? Yeah. You're the only one who can get anything out of that thing. What we need you to do is take a panel inside there and jam the gear. You do that, and this tank's going to get filthy or filthier by the minute. Pretty soon, the dentist will have to clean the tank himself. And when he does, he'll take us out of the tank, put us in individual baggies, then we'll roll ourselves down the tunnel, out of the window, walk on, and into the bushes, prostrate the car. Alrighty. Um, thanks for that. A standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, standing ovation. <laughs> I hope you kids enjoyed that too. Uh, it's still my favourite movie. But what does the pufferfish say? The pufferfish says, Now what? That's for us. Now what? What do we do now? We can interchange that, you know. What now? What are we going to do? We've finished NYC uh, 2023, or we've got lunch to go. Um, but after being part of such an amazing NYC, um, being a part of the body of Christ, fellowshipping, praying for one another, building yourselves up in faith, which is the theme, we're going to be full of faith. Um, and NYC is another stepping stone for us as well with our personal walks with God. Um, and it's really just help, helped us rekindle our faith. I'm sure all of us can attest to that. Um, and also so that we're faithful till the end and we can claim our salvation. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, so just a, just a really quick thing, quick thought. Um, so just like the fish, when they escaped, they're still in plastic bags and they're in the ocean. But they're now in the real world. And when we've been in this spiritual tank, haven't we? We've been in this spiritual tank. We've been blessed the last few days um, with the ministry and just the fellowshipping and the, and the prayer with one another. Um, and how do we translate that to the real world? How do we continue on with our faith? So as we step back into our own lives, time is going to be an issue. We're going to have to take the time. Things will distract us. We're going to have to discard those distractions. Things will tempt us. 
We're going to have to turn the other cheek and not look at, look at those temptations. Um, and essentially, our time will be limited with God. Right now, we've got this condensed uh, ministry, condensed time with one another. Uh, and really, honestly, this is amazing, but this doesn't happen in the real world, does it? You know, we're not in that tank anymore, but we're out into the real world. And we have to translate that into our, into our lives. And when we're full of faith, we can actually be one better. I know, the, I know the theme of camp was full of faith, but I challenge you to go one better than that, and that's overflowing. Can we be overflowing with faith? And so when you're overflowing, it'll just come out of you. And so essentially, I gave this analogy oh, a couple of months ago in Sydney, but I like to think of it like a volcano, and you're that volcano. And when you're building yourself up in the spirit with the fellowship, with the prayer, as in Jude 1.20, um, and just the ministry that we receive from this camp, as we're building ourselves up in that faith, we get to that point where we're overflowing and you, you're not going to be able to help yourself. You're going to be that volcano ready to erupt and someone will chat to you in the street and you'll have to say what you have on your heart and, and your faith. And like Stu was talking about last night, it's the test of your faith. And all those things will come back to it. Um, honestly, like preaching the gospel is the main part of it, honestly. We want our church to grow. We're looking for the future. As young people, this is our church. This is our time. This is, we have to take the charge. And this is the future. And so if we want our church to grow... If, if we want our church um, just to be a represent, representative of the body of Christ, to follow in what God says, uh, to be that example, um, and really just to call the lost sheep, we need to go out. We need to bubble out. Um, and so we'll just go to one First Peter 1. And I'm really surprised that this hasn't been covered at all, this camp, because 1 Peter chapter 1 has been rattling around in my brain for the last two months um, to do with faith. We're not going to read all of it. Honestly, I could. But we'll look at the practical application of faith by preaching the gospel as well. So first, Peter, chapter 1. And it says here, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Sydney, Newcastle, wherever you're from. Elect, this is us, we're the elect, we're the called, we're the sons and daughters of God. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So it's all through Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I love that word, lively hope. We have a lively hope. We also have a lively faith. It's an active faith, like Ben Sharrock was just saying, it's an action. Um, we're working with a God that's a living God, not a dormant God. He's ready to come through and prove himself. He's actually a jealous God. So he wants to work in your life. He wants to be able to prove himself with signs and wonders. As we all know, when we speak in tongues, that's a sign and wonder. He wants to be doing, doing these things in your life. Um, 
and we'll, we'll, we'll press on. So verse 4 here, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. So we have that place. How amazing is that? We've got that. We've got that spot in heaven. Five, verse five. So who are kept by the power of God through faith until salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Honestly, that is, that is a big takeaway, takeaway point from this is that we are actually kept by the power of God. If we're not seeing the power of God in our lives, we need to change something. We need to action something. We need to build ourselves up in faith. We need to challenge our own faith like, like Stewie did. Um, honestly, um, the power of God keeps us. So we'll press on. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. So yeah, this is just a season. This is just an NYC season. But we're going to go back to our, our, you know, our normal you know, assemblies and whatever else. If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than, than of gold that perisheth, though it be trialed with fire, we sang that chorus before. I chose that chorus on purpose. Um, um, was it? Um, Honed like a stone. Um, so we're, we're kind of rounded. We're like that sharp stone. And through NYC, we have all our edges cut off and we're all, all those sharp edges are smoothed out like that precious stone. Um, here we keep going. So though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honour and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ returned there. In verse 8, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what we're doing this camp. And then verse 9 is the kicker. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation for your souls. That's the second part of it. So we've had the first part, which is build yourself up in faith, the full of faith, the overflowing. The second part is being there to the end. I love, I just really find that really comforting. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation for yourselves. So it's all going to be worth it. If we keep our faith, it's all going to be worth it. We're going to receive that salvation. We're going to, we, you know, we're going to be there when, when Jesus Christ returns. And so we'll keep this short today, but preaching the gospel is just one thing. And this ties in nicely with this. And it's honestly the most amazing thing because I'm going to go back to um, what we we're talking about before with the overflowing. So I want, I've chatted about this with a few brothers throughout the camp, but that cup, think of yourself like that cup. And at, at, at the end of NYC, you're overflowing. You're able to, you know, preach to others, but you're also able to give to others. You're able to serve more because you're, you're built up, you're feeling really good, um, and you've got God on your side and you feel empowered. But also, something that preaching the gospel does, all you need to be is level one out of 100. You need to be on one, that one mustard seed of faith. All you need is that one mustard seed of faith. And if you preach the gospel, you go, you go that one to overflowing straight away. Straight away. Um, it's a bit of a, it's a faith hack, I'll call it. It's one to overflowing because you're tested. Your faith is tested in that time that you're witnessing, you're evangelizing, like Stu was talking about. You're going back to the Bible, you have to really research your scriptures. Someone asks you, why don't you drink alcohol? You have to go back. You have to search it out. Um, I think for the future, it would be great um, with National Youngest Camp to have a bit of a database 
where we can draw upon if people are asking questions about, you know, why don't you drink? Why don't you? And we, we kind of can draw from that. But that's just a, that's just a future thought. Um, but for now, it's obviously the most amazing thing when we see that power of God, like it says in verse 5. We need that power of God in our lives. We need God to be confirming signs and, with signs and wonders. But what else are we to do? Like, okay, we can go out as a vessel for God. Um, so I'm just going to leave you with these three things. And these three things have come up in many ways throughout the camp. You'll probably be able to relate that to all the talks, especially Nick Bell's talk about vision, um, especially talk from Mitch Murphy about spark, grow and endure with faith. Um, and these three things were talked about in the last kind of couple of Sunday meetings as well in Sydney. Um, and these things will help us continue with our faith to the end. And we want to be able to have that vision. Paulie Wright talked about this on Sunday. Have that vision that God has, that Jesus has, that our elders and leaders have. We want to be tapping into that vision. And this is our vision. As young people, we need to have a vision. We can't just, we can't just believe what everyone else is telling us. We need to have the vision for ourselves. So the, for the, so the three points are, number one, the combination of being spirit-led in brackets here, built up in faith, and using the word of God to give you the answers for life. Honestly, that's just praying and reading, but there's so much power in that. So if you're taking notes, please drop that down. Number two is to be Christ-like, having the servant attitude of Christ and love towards others is the key part to being part of the body of Christ and walking on as a Christian. And I really, I still remember this from last camp, NYC. Ben Lee gave a great talk Saturday morning and it was about replacing the word love with serve. And honestly, that's what we've been doing this camp. That was what was in the men's workshop. That was what was in Joshi's workshop. Um, and that realisation that how we love is how we serve. And the third point is similar to what Ben Lee and Frosty were talking about with the word ambition. They left us on the word ambition. And I like to be a bit bold. I like to be a bit passionate here. So number three is intention and initiative. It's those two words, intention and initiative, in your walk with God. If we can always come back to that, we have an intention and we take the initiative, we're proactive, we're not reactive. Obviously, we're going to pray in, in reaction to things that happen in our lives because we want healings, we want blessings, but we want to be taking the initiative. And essentially, the, this is the practical application of your faith. This is how we apply faith in our life. It's stepping up to the plate, it's being bold, it's praying for boldness, it's praying for God to speak to you. Um, and so, finally, be willing. Be willing to lead, willing to serve, willing to love, willing to be used as a vessel by God, willing to make mistakes as we are all a work in progress with God. Let God confirm your faith with signs and wonders following. Be willing to do the Lord's work and what we